0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey book lovers, my name is M and I want to talk about books. And cats. Welcome back, book lovers. So I want to jump right into this week's book because I can't stop thinking about it. So sometimes a book comes to me in kind of a strange way. This one isn't super strange, but I thought it was kind of interesting. So near my house, there is an adorable new store slash coffee shop. They carry all kinds of cool local stuff like crafts and honey and baked goods and candles, jewelry. You get the idea. It's such a cute little place. I love it. They've got some incredible pastries. So we stop there a lot. (laughs) One of the things that immediately caught my eye the first time I went in there was that they have a display of local authors. Now, number one, I need to get my books in there. Like, ASAP. (laughs) And number two, I noticed that the top shelf had romance novels that were written by someone from my small town. Now, I've seen this woman post online about a romance novel book club, and I'd been kind of hoping to interview her if possible, but I wanted to read one of her books first. Her name is Sarah Stewart. At the time, I didn't have a ton of money, so I couldn't grab the book, but next time I go in, I'm planning to buy one. It was really funny when we first saw them because I had the kids with me, and they have like Very standard romance novel covers, if you know what I mean, a little bodice ripping and whatnot, and my kids were just like, uh... (laughs) It was really funny. Anyway, in preparation for all of this, I tried to look her up and see if she had a website. I live in a very small state, like, very small. Everybody seems to know everyone, or know someone who knows someone, in, like, the entire state. I'm not kidding. (laughs) so just keep that in mind. In my Googling, I quickly found a mystery writer who also lives in Vermont named Sarah Stewart Taylor. So my question is, is this the same person who has altered her pen name to keep the genres separate, which I totally get. I went with a completely different pen name to keep my adult and young adult stuff separate. And honestly, I have no idea what the answer to that question is, because right after that, My ADHD kicked in, and I got distracted by reviews of this book by Sarah Stewart-Taylor, the second one, (laughs) the mystery writer. And the book is called The Mountains Wild. I bought that one online on a whim, and I'm so, so glad that I did. It was incredible. So today I want to talk about The Mountains Wild by Sarah Stewart-Taylor. So, she lived in Ireland for some time, and most of the story takes place there. I actually told my husband that the problem with me reading this book is that now Ireland has moved up onto the absolutely must-visit-in-my-lifetime places. It was already pretty far up that list, but it's even farther up now. Having never been there, I can't be sure, but this book really seemed to capture Ireland. You can really feel the writer's love for the country. She's a phenomenal writer. So let's talk about the story. The story was amazing, too. It shifts between 1993 and 2016, and every once in a while there's an occasional childhood memory thrown in. As a writer, the way that this book is laid out and the way that it reveals piece by piece what the truth to the story is, it is so beautifully done. Like, it was an amazing read, and I couldn't stop thinking about it afterwards, but then I also started to consider just the way everything was laid out, and it is a fantastic book. I just love it. So, we follow Maggie, who is an Irish-American woman from Long Island, who is searching for her cousin Aaron, who went missing in Ireland. In 1993, Maggie is young. She's just out of college, working at her uncle's bar, And her mom has recently passed away. When Erin disappears, she travels to Ireland to try to figure out where she is. Her uncle's health is not great. Her dad's a mess from his wife dying. She's the only one that can really do it. So she goes there, she walks the path where her cousin went missing, and she finds her cousin's necklace. But little else. Erin has just completely disappeared. And it's not entirely out of character for her, but Maggie just knows in her gut that something isn't right. 23 years later, she goes back to search again when Aaron's scarf is found with another victim. There have been quite a few young women who have gone missing around the same walking paths in the mountains. Most of the others' remains have been found, but Aaron's disappearance is a little different, most notably because there is no body, so they can't really prove that she is part of this whole thing. There's a whole slew of suspects, and Maggie does what she can to assist the guards investigating. In 2016, she's actually a detective and has a well-known case where she caught a serial killer with his last attempted victim in his trunk. She did something that the FBI hadn't been able to do. So she's kind of famous in the police world. However, in Ireland, she is still a civilian, and her help is not entirely welcome— Because the first time around, when she was there before, she got way too involved and put herself in danger, really. She was reckless and emotional in her actions at the time. I don't know how to get into the details of this without wrecking the story. So at this point, I'm just gonna urge you to read The Mountains Wild by Sarah Stewart Taylor. This book is just absolutely fabulous. The link to it is in the show notes. And she has a second book, which also features Maggie, coming out in June, and I am so excited to read that one, too. You can pre-order it on Amazon right now if you want to. But definitely start with The Mountains Wild. It is so, so good. It's just one of those books that is so good that it just sits with you afterwards. Like, it won't let you go, and you can't read anything else, which is a problem for next week's podcast, but I'm getting there. (laughs) This book just will not leave my brain. It's so, so good. Anyway, now it's time for a quick break, and then I'll be back with some randomness. This is going to be a weird episode. (laughs) Be right back. Hey, book lovers. So the rest of this episode is going to be a little different than usual, but I wanted to start out with a funny thing that happened to me this morning. My oldest son has been playing this video game lately. I think it's called The Great Ace Attorney. It's really cool. It's actually a bunch of different games. I think he's on the second one at this point. They take so long. (laughs) It's set in Japan and London, kind of at the time of, like, Shakespeare. And you play as a Japanese man who is a young, fledgling attorney solving cases. There's a Sherlock Holmes character, and you have to look for clues and investigate as well as then argue at trials. The animation is great. The storylines are so good. I've been watching him play this for just hours on end because it's just really engaging. Anyway, one of my absolute favorite characters is this poet and author from Japan. Just the way they animate him is just so funny. I keep saying that he's voguing because he'll do these like quick poses and they're all very, like... I don't know. I watch a lot of drag queen stuff, and it looks like that. (laughs) It makes me laugh. So Z told me that he was based on a real writer with the same name, and his name kept bugging me. I knew I recognized it, but I honestly haven't read a ton of Japanese authors, so I just kind of shrugged it off. I was like, maybe I heard it in passing somewhere. I don't know. But today during the game, he randomly said, I am a cat, and that's when I figured it out. The character and the author's name is Soseki. He wrote a book called I Am a Cat, a book I briefly mentioned in my episode way, 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 way back in the beginning of the podcast about Harakami's town of cats because this book was his inspiration for that story. When I went over to my bookshelf and pulled it out, my son just could not believe it. It was wild. <laughs> It's just such a bizarre thing, because, like, that's a really, really, really old book. I don't know. I just, I thought it was so funny. And then I was like, oh, of course, that name. (laughs) Anyway, this next thing is a little frustrating, but it has to do with books. Have you ever just, like, tried to do something nice and had it become just needlessly complicated and frustrating? So this month is my birthday month, and I wanted to send people books from my last season of the podcast. Unfortunately... I didn't do any, like, proper research beforehand. I just kind of on a whim decided I was doing this and put it out on Instagram. I had it open to everyone. And honestly, most of my listeners are not in America. They're all over the world. And I had no idea how stupidly expensive shipping would be. And the first person that reached out to me is from India. And... The shipping for it was going to be twice the amount of the book itself. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So I decided I'd just go on Amazon and send her a copy that way. You know, because then I can just pay for the book. (laughs) And I also made sure that I had changed my giveaway to just, you know, unfortunately, I have to just do the States at this point. Shipping's insane. I had no idea. (laughs) Anyway... So I was going to send her a book just through Amazon, but there have been so many weird complications that I don't understand. Like, I filled the whole thing out, and then I got this thing saying that uh, Customs needs an ID number, and it has to match her name, and I was like, I don't know what that is. I don't know this person. Like, I said it was a gift, so how would I have this information? I don't know. I... I'm still trying to figure it out. I really just want to send her this book. I just wanted to give people books for my birthday. <laughs> but now I feel like I just seem like a scammer and I can't I can't find a way to send it. It's so frustrating. <laughs> anyway, super annoying. And if you're listening to this, I am so sorry. I feel bad. <laughs> I should have planned this and researched it before I put it up. and uh, And I have learned my lesson. <laughs> the next time I... Offer something like this, I will have some idea of how much it's going to cost and the limitations I need to put on it. I wish I didn't have to, but for now, I do. I don't make a ton of money, so (laughs) I don't know. It's been an annoying week overall, if I'm being honest, and that kind of goes into the next thing I have. Heart of the Storm is kind of on a hiatus for a while. Not because I don't have ideas for the chapters but because I burned my hand really bad and I need to take a break from typing. It's my dominant hand, which sucks. (laughs) It makes so many things really difficult. It's not super bad, but it's still really painful and stiff at this point. So I'm just gonna take a break from typing and I'll get back to it, hopefully. (laughs) I am actually super lucky because I poured a bowl of boiling water on my hand, essentially. But I have really good reflexes, and I took care of it immediately. Luckily, I had basic first aid training, and it has helped a ton. I think it could have been much, much worse than it has turned out. And I managed not to drop the bowl on my old kitty because he was right at my feet at that moment. He was completely unharmed. The water didn't even touch him. He was fine. He was just mad because I kind of pushed him away. (laughs) I don't know. I would definitely rather burn myself than my sweet old boy, so that worked out well, too. Anyway, no writing for me for a little bit, which is such a bummer, but it is what it is. I didn't really want to leave this on, like, such a low note, but that's kind of where I'm at right now, and I guess not, you know, not every week is a is a good week, and it's been a fine week. It's just been lots of little irritating things that I can't really do much about, and that frustrates me. I don't know. But I am not frustrated by my book this week. That has made my whole week worthwhile. (laughs) Sarah Stewart-Taylor, you're an amazing writer. If you happen to hear this, I want to interview you, and I also want to know if you're also the romance writer from my town. Anyway, make sure to check out her book. The link is in the show notes. And thank you so much for listening, book lovers. I appreciate you all so much. And until next time, keep reading.